You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday. And Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at F&B Wealth and Investment. He's speaking to us from a garage somewhere in the northern suburbs of Johannesburg. But obviously, for privacy reasons, we can't tell you where. But Wayne, the, the market at the moment may be even more interesting than one of your cars that you're servicing at the moment. Ah, yes. Yeah, look, I mean, the market, it's down a bit today. It's a first trend down 3-odd percent. And um, it's really right across the board. Gold shares are up a little bit. Mm. The Rand's sitting at about 1640, somewhere around there, 45. But yesterday and today, actually quite boring. I mean, Monday is yesterday, today. Market hasn't done much, you know. Maybe it's waiting for the U.S. jobs numbers on Thursday. Maybe the local shares are waiting for tomorrow when the Reserve Bank is going to announce their decision. But yeah, there's not much happening today. There's only the one bit of corporate news and really, and that's Mediclinic, which was very, very good. Yes. Do you like that? Do you like that sector? And do you like Mediclinic in in particular? No. I don't like the sector. Look, they are getting a boost now because of COVID and elective surgeries coming back, et cetera, et cetera. But this industry might benefit now because of COVID. There may be a shorter term, let's say maybe a six months, one year benefit because of COVID. But longer term, this industry is under the cosh by legislation and by social, you know, general public sentiment. Mm. You know, there's, they've been under the cosh now for years. I mean, government are legislating as to how much you can charge for things. It's literally a controlled industry. You know, so the old days, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, where medical inflation was three times higher, was 3% higher or 4% higher than the overall inflation rate. Those days are long gone. Hmm. So it's, I know they're benefiting, and this result was significantly better than expected, and the shares up about 12%. I still don't like the industry. I suppose it was coming off a low base, and there's been so much bad news in the last two, two, two yes. and a half years with MediClinic, then there had to be some kind of reaction. Uh, but even longer term, you still don't like them? No. I don't like the whole industry, let alone Medic. <coughs> Sorry, Lynn, you'll have to edit that out. I'll try. No, um, I don't like the whole industry. I don't want to single out MediClinic. I just don't like the industry. And, and I think pharmaceuticals is by and large in the same pot, but they've got the one advantage of coming up with new drugs. But, yeah, so, but the hospital industry, I just don't like at all for structural reasons. My theme of this week, Wayne, and I won't keep you long on this one because I know you're busy, but my theme of this week is if you have a look at the meteoric rise of oh, Amazon and everyone coming up with these statistics yeah. that uh, Jeff Bezos's wealth has, would if he could give what he'd earned this year to South Africa, South Africa would be out of its problems. And that's just one yes. individual. It's all getting a little bit too exciting. It's all getting a little bit too obvious. It's all getting a little bit too me too. In, in other words, I'm saying that everybody knows about it. So that when everybody knows about it, then that is the time to be a little bit worried. What happens when we come out of the virus, when we come out of COVID-19 and people go back to their normal lives? I spoke to someone today and they said, I'm going to go back to work for two to three days. This was a fund manager in London. He said, we've got a beautiful new office, but I'm only going to go back to work for two or three days. The other two days, I'm going to work from home. He said that people are going have have formed habits over the last three, four months, and they are going to continue to buy from stocks like Amazon. So 
I don't know. Yes. I, I don't know whether to say that, that coming, right. coming out of the virus is, or, or going back to normal life is good for Amazon or bad for Amazon. I think it's looking stretched to me. Look, okay, divorce the share price from the business. Mm. This has greatly boosted their business. And this, this, the move to online is not new. It's not driven by the, by the virus. No. So the virus might accelerate it, but the overall the virus is good for online buying and online entertainment and gaming and all of these things. Yes. But when we talk about the share price is a different animal, I think that is stretched. But I want to clearly state that it's not a dot-com bubble here. These are substantial companies that earn massive revenues and have got incredibly strong balance sheets. So if something goes wrong with the share price, it will be relatively limited and if it does happen, it will be a clear buying opportunity. So let's say it falls 20%. It would be a buying opportunity. It's not falling 50 and staying there. Mm. And it's not going to disappear like the dot-com. So the only problem you can find with the things is the share price might be a little bit elevated. Right. But what do you do? Do you, do you say to yourself, well, there's two factors here. There's too much good news. And you always say that you never hear any bad there's news. There's too much good news. Yeah, yeah there's too watch much out. good news. Um, so, so watch out a little bit. But a 20% fall is quite substantial. But what happens if the yes, market… Yes, it is. But it's nothing compared to what has gone up by in the last year. Exactly. It but would what... literally just be a blip in the overall price movements of these companies. God, I'd love to get some action on the short side if there was a 20% uh, blip in Anderson, but yeah. Amazon. But anyway, do you think that if the overall market goes up because of the uh, because a vaccine is introduced, do you think that the market will go up and Amazon will come down, or do you think Amazon will just keep on going up? This is the question. I, I can't reconcile myself to, to, to what will happen. It's quite possible that all the winners in the last six months will be the losers for the next two, three, four months. Right. Because the once there's a vaccine out, this virus disappears. You can go out, you can go to restaurants, you can carry on as per normal. And it might take a little bit of time, but it will it will it will re, it'll write itself very quickly. Right now, even if tomorrow the world government say, guys, back to normal, you can do exactly there's no restrictions. There's no restrictions of any type whatsoever, life is back to normal, until there's a vaccine, people are cautious. They won't go out to restaurants. They won't go out to pubs, discos, clubs, sporting events. They just won't do it. But the moment there's a vaccine and that problem disappears and you inoculate it, that's it. Then life does return to normal very, very quickly. Then all the consumer, direct consumer companies and shares will recover very quickly. And the ones that benefited from the virus may in fact come down, like the, the fangs. Okay, so there's a hedge fund opportunity here. Uh, the Wayne McCurry, Lindsay Quite Williams possible. hedge fund. You just don't know when that vaccine is coming out. It is coming. Mm. I mean, you and I have spoken about this on many occasions. This virus didn't arrive here from Mars. So there will be a vaccine. It's just a question of when. And now when you watch the news, I mean, there's a new company that's got positive vaccine trials virtually every day on the news. A yes. new company or a new group or a new university, it's coming out, I mean, not virtually every day. It's sometimes two, three times a day. Someone else is making progress on this. So it is coming. 
Yes, it is. And in, in fact, South Africa was on the news uh, across all the international news networks today because South Africa is being used. I think 2,000 people are uh, trialling the Oxford University of a vaccine. Yeah. And the Oxford University people have a representative or representation rather in Johannesburg. And uh, yeah, so there's, there are things going on. It'll, it'll be six to nine months, but it will be there. And, and, and believe it, when it's all done and all of its trials and everything's go, you know, everything's go on it. Mm. The volumes that are going to be produced will be astonishing because literally every single pharmaceutical manufacturing company in the world will get that formula, I don't know how it works, will get the recipe, the formula for that vaccine free of charge mm. or at a nominal charge. And every single pharmaceutical, it's like, it's like face masks. When the lockdown started, People were scrambling for face masks. I actually sewed my own one because I've got a sewing machine at home. No, you didn't. And the lady next door ran out of elastic to, to do hers, so I gave her some <laughs> of my elastic. Now you, you're falling over face masks. There's more face masks than what we will ever need. They are freely, not free, but they are virtually free and available to every single person. I mean, when the, when the lockdown and the face masks started, the only place I could think, as I said, I made my own, but it was a little bit of a, a, a homemade job, obviously. So I thought, hey, you know where I can buy face masks? And that's at a spray painting shop. And I went to the spray painting shop because they've got dust masks. <laughs> and I went there, and they were selling them. Well, they'd sold out. That's it. You know, whereas now you go to the, you go to the, even the spray painting shop and you ask them for a the dust mask, they say, got plenty. How many would you like? So it's going to be very similar with the vaccine. There's going to actually be a massive oversupply literally within months of it getting the approvals. And every single person in the world will be inoculated with that within months. So Wait. when it rolls out, it's roll out quickly. Wayne, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to process all the things you just said. First thing I have to say is, and this has got nothing to do with the markets or, or asset allocation or anything like that that we normally talk about. Um <clears throat> You've got a sewing machine at home, and you lent some elastic to your elderly neighbour. Yeah, I, I love I love sewing. I I love going into haberdashery shops and looking at all the things. And I've got a proper industrial sewing machine at home, yes. and I make car interiors. Oh, I see. So you're not like running up a, a frock or something like that, or no, 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 no. Sunday night, no. A Sunday evening outfit. No, no, no. I'm doing car interiors. Uh, Wayne, we've got the South African Reserve Bank's uh, Monetary Policy Committee meeting concluding tomorrow. My call is unchanged. What is your call on interest rates in South Africa? Look, I think there's a good chance they'll cut, but it doesn't really matter. There's still another 50, half a percent cut coming before the end of the year, if not sooner. Yeah. So there will still be another cut, whether it's tomorrow or not. Actually, doesn't make that much difference, to be honest. There's no inflation in sight here. Inflation is 2.1%. It is going to go up, mm. but I doubt if it will breach 4% in the next year. Unless we have a RAND calamity, which of course may happen, but barring a RAND calamity, we, there's no underlying inflation in this economy. There's no demand. So there's another half a percent cut coming before the end of the year by the Reserve Bank. But it you... might not be tomorrow. No, it, it, might, might it might not be. I and mean, we've seen a retail sales um, update coming out today where retail yes. sales plunged by historic numbers, 50.4%, I think, fall in retail sales. But obviously that was because of That's the April, level. May's, May's down about 14%, I think. Eh? Mm, yeah. Anyway, a but massive, massive fall. Usually. 
Yes. But that, we know why that is, and everyone will say, well, that's retrospective. Yeah. We've got to look forward now, and people are going back to the shops, and people are buying things, and Wayne McCurry is sitting yeah. in uh, in a restaurant, so therefore the restaurant has to buy uh, more food, uh, more chicken livers, yeah, but uh, the more peri-peri. Are empty, eh? hmm? What? Restaurants are empty. I mean, the restaurants yes. have only got 60% of the tables they used to have, but only one-third of those tables are occupied. So they're sitting at 20%, 25% of their volumes pre-lockdown. Restaurants are empty. People are not going out. And it's either just apprehensive or just for the moment how you live has changed. But people are apprehensive. Make no mistake about that. Looks like your um, your, your assistant is um, having a go at one of your cars in the yeah, background. Yeah, my death there. assistant, which I'm going to shout at him about because no, you... I told him I'm going on the radio. No, it doesn't matter. It, it adds some ambience to it. Uh, let's have a look yeah, at some... Yeah, but he can't help it. He's a, he's, a, he's a deaf old bullet. Yes, we both are. Um, uh, Wayne, just very quickly then, what are you doing with the, in the market at the moment? We've been talking now for several weeks about another sell-off. Do you still believe so that? So we're sitting with excess cash. Yes, good. We underweight equity and we've got cash. Ready to be deployed after 10, 15, 20%? I hope. Mm. I hope. Because I've been waiting for this for a long time now and nothing has happened. But yes, yes. I think we're seeing the first signs of it now. But anyway, with the NASDAQ. We have taken some money overseas with the stronger rand. Yes. We haven't bought shares. We've just taken some money overseas. All right. Well, I don't want it to come, but uh, I, I do think it's over, yeah. it's, it's overdue. And with the Nasdaq uh, so churning well, away, every single day I think so. And you just see the markets going up. I mean, our markets record high for the year, just about. And maybe maybe not after today, but it's it's there. It is. Anyway, when you get back and uh, go and admonish your your deaf colleague, and we'll speak again in, in a week's time. That's Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investment. Indeed. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.